This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. And and today we... Is this an older reference we're using today? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah it, it fits right in with Harold, I think. <laughs> yeah, he was there for the original commercial, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's still playing, isn't it? In the commercial that we're talking about, still playing? Oh yeah, Maytag still, yeah. Yeah, they're still playing off that whole... That whole uh, yeah, it's their brand. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking about Maytag today, not the washer, not the, not the dryer, but actually the repairman. There you go. Yeah. So why don't we uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about that first clip. We'll go ahead and play it so we can have some context. Yeah, yeah, so and, then, and then we'll come back and talk about what we're going to uh, apply that to. So the Maytag repairman has a dog yeah. that you may not be aware of, that it's actually a basset hound. And, and he actually needs the Maytag repairman, which he's making reference to. It's a beautiful basset hound. And so when, you know... He talks about that. He's talking about that somebody actually needs him because he, he isn't feeling needed. And, of course, then he's the loneliest guy in town. And the, the reason that we're doing all that, Sam, is? Well, the reason for it is, is, is we were talking, I guess, about a week ago now. Right. About the topic for this upcoming week. Just some are out of nowhere. And I, I think God helps me find out why it's not really out of nowhere. It's, it's from him. But, uh, you know, we, we meaning me anyway. And I think some of us in the room, if we want to admit it, treat God probably more like the Maytag repairman than we like to admit. You know, we, we're going to call on him if things really, really get desperate. But in the meantime, we're just going to plan on doing our own thing like nothing's ever going to break down. Right. So here you go. There is one difference between Newton and Maytag. Newton needs me. It's not often that anybody needs us, Maytag repairman. That's why we're the loneliest guys in town. See, I remember that from early in my childhood. Now, now, Harold, that wasn't really early in your childhood when that particular uh, uh, commercial came you out. You were in your sixties or something. <laughs> <laughs> You'd been at Auburn for like four years. And, yeah, no, I remember it, but no, I wasn't a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I think one of the things we talked about before the the uh, radio shows we're talking about the show. You made a great point. Of what we're not saying. Would you like to share that with us? Yeah, well, to me, the difference between God and the Maytag repairman is that while the Maytag repairman is sitting there idly scratching Newton, God's busy. He's got billions of people to do stuff for 24-7, 365. So he's never idle. He's always working. Yeah, and it's exactly right. But I think, in, at least in my mind, anyway, there are times that I kind of just say, okay, God's kind of more like the elf on the shelf. You know, you know, I'm going to put him up there and you know, I'll go get him if I need something. Not that I believe in the elf on the shelf. I don't know where that came from, but, you know. <laughs> Sounded really good. Yeah, Sam. I got to put God on the shelf a little bit. And so, Maybe that's next week's it topic. Could be, it could be the elf on the shelf. We'll save that for Christmas. But, uh, no, I, I find that there's something in me, and it may be multiple things, that, that make me tend to do that. And as we talked about before the show, we've all battled that at one point or another, 
do battle it or will battle it more than likely. And, th- and that's kind of been all of our stories at some point, right? I, I heard something from Focus on the Family years ago that they had done a piece about a man that had lost his wife to death. And it said that he began to talk to God on like on a phone line and that he would call him up occasionally when he f- felt lonely. But as time progressed, you know, the phone calls got more and more frequent. And then at some point, he realized he'd never hang up. He was always on the phone with him. I heard that, and it was very convicting for me years ago. The opposite of that, however, is often what I experience. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I want to be the, the place where we never hang up, but it seems like now, oh, man, now it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I haven't dialed him up since 8.30 this morning. You know, that's that's the challenge. But Bruce, you know, came across this problem. Absolutely. We got a, a clip I don't think we've actually ever used before from Bruce Almighty, and that's kind of... Surprising because I thought we'd used all the clips. The whole movie we've used. (laughs) At one point or another. But where we find ourselves as we pick up this clip, Bruce had gotten God's powers. God had given him his powers and said, okay, you think you can do better? Go do better. And so, of course, he goes out and he does all the wrong things. And at some point, all these prayer requests are coming in and he just decides, I can't deal with it. I'm granting them all. Everybody, yes. Yes to all the prayers. And then everything breaks loose. You know, there's chaos everywhere. This is the town of Buffalo. So there's chaos all over Buffalo. And it's like the world's coming to an end. And, and everybody wins the lottery and they all get like, what, a dollar thirty-three? Yeah, <laughs> they're all mad, right? And so, you know, he goes, the only place he knows that he can go, you know, he's tried everything within his control. He's tried everything he can think of to do. And he goes back to God. And, and then we pick that up. Now, at some point, you'll hear them doing something. They're actually, God's in the middle of kind of cleaning up heaven. He's kind of mopping heaven, literally mopping, and Bruce joins him. So we'll pick up where Bruce walks in, and he's looking for God. God? Are you here? Hello? I need your help! Clap on! Clap on! Clap on! Clap on! Clap on! Figures. Well, hello there, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> Not as easy as it looks, is it, son? This God business. They're all out of control. It's mayhem. I, I don't know what to do. Well, you're right on time. Seven o'clock. Seventh at seven. Then. There we are. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. No matter how filthy something gets, you can always clean it right up. There were so many. I just gave them all what they wanted. Yeah. But since when does anyone have a clue about what they want? So do I do. You know, it's it's so funny about that movie. When I first watched it years and years ago, I thought, well, it's kind of a smack at Christianity, you know, the first time I watched it. 
And the more that God's kind of opened my eyes to these pieces of it where there's just these truths, even in this little clip, I hear so many different things that are true about God. You know, one of the things that he says in there is, you know, it's right on time. You know, and no matter when we go to God, it's right on time. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, we could, should have went to him before, but God knows we're coming. He knows when we're coming. And when we finally said, okay, I can't do it anymore, then we're going to come to him. And he's like, okay, I've been waiting. You know, I'm here for you now. Now, what about that clip? And we'll talk a, lot, a little bit about, did you guys pull from that? Actually, I was going to add something my wife said. Okay. Because we were listening to the clips together today. And she said, how could he have done that movie and not get it? Oh, good point. Responding to yours. You know, mm-hmm. speaking of the, the actor. But, uh, and I had the opposite reaction. It was a, you know, Christian, the, the uptight Christians are going to hate this, but God's all through that movie. And he often is mm-hmm. in any story we hear, we're going to hear from God if we're looking. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting to me that God's kind of had me on this lesson plan of abiding all year long. And so this is right in my wheelhouse, so to speak, of where, you know, Robbie, how much are we going to abide? But there's a critical question that, that gets answered there, but you're not exactly sure where it goes. And it leaves me right where I often am, like I don't have a clue. But he says, how often do people really know what they want? Well, last Sunday, I was teaching my special needs class, and, and we were talking about prayer very specifically, and I had a couple students, and I was like, man, don't you guys really want something? You know, what if God was here right this minute, just standing right in front of you, what would you ask for? And most of these that were, you know, are verbal students that we have they're saying oh i'm i don't need anything i'm good i'm like no no you don't understand god is standing here right in front of you (laughs) and he's like what would you want and and they really had nothing and i thought man their water is broken i mean they don't they don't have their want is 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 not so i even went a little deeper and i said okay well if your dad was here and he said what do you want for lunch today you know, oh, all of a sudden, buddy, they had answers. <laughs> they had, you know, all, all, all sorts of things. And I said, well, you know, interestingly, God is, is all that up for you. Now, I'm teaching that, supposedly, <laughs> right? So this morning in prayer, God turns it on me and says, Sir Robbie, what do you want? <laughs> and it took me a while. My water was broken. <laughs> you know, you're there in prayer so what is it what is it why are you here Robbie yeah and you said well eventually I said I want to see your face yeah and you know that led to an adventure I I doubt if we have time for right this second but no but but it led to God exposing in you what that deep want was right right now we didn't play the rest of the clip but he actually does that in the movie too you know that was what's pretty good He, he does that with um Jim Carrey's character. You know, and I was listening to that, and I heard him say, you know, well, Bruce Almighty. I'm thinking, how many times does he say, hey, Sam Almighty, or hey, <laughs> Jim Almighty, or Robbie, or Harold. You know, because for me, God, God has a sense of humor. I mean, he often deals with me with a sense of humor, probably because I have one. I've never even thought about that. It's hilarious. <laughs> you, know, you know, and I could just hear him going, so... 
here we are again. You thought you could just do it all, didn't you? You know, and I'm like, well, you know, it wasn't exactly like that. But, but honestly, it was all about, you know, control or fear, or whatever it was that, that caused me to kind of stick you back on the back burner and say, okay, I, I got this. I could handle this. Right. Or I, I don't want to have to feel like I need to go to you. Whatever that driving factor is. And we talked a little bit before the show that for each of us, it's all been different at different times that we end up with finding God kind of back there. Now, Jim, you said for you sometimes it's what? Sometimes it's a, I don't want to bother him. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a pretty big one. But thinking more about it, my biggest one is I don't want to get that emotional mm-hmm. about whatever it is because anytime I encounter God, there's a lot of emotion. And the funny thing is he's, he's just sitting there waiting for us to come to him. Right? He's waiting on, on his friend to come to him and say, you know what, I love you. I want to spend time with you. I want to help you. So we want you to come to the upcoming boot camp, spend time with him, spend time with us. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register now. Robbie Delmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. that song is not necessarily about God. I mean, I know the lyrics, right? But I picked that bump in because that part of it, I feel like God is there most of the time to say, you know what? I'm just waiting on my friend. I'm waiting on my friend Robbie to crawl up into my lap. I'm waiting on my friend Jim to say, you know what? You're not bothering me. 
or see him. You don't have to have control. Waiting on Mick Jagger. (laughs) Yeah, he probably is waiting on Mick. You know, maybe I don't know. No, I think I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm sure he is as well. You know, Keith Richards. I'm not sure, but no, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's a joke. You know. Anyway, you know. So that part of that song has always grabbed me. You know, the rest of it I don't really care much about, but I, I do like that part. You know that. It, to me, it reminds me that God is sitting there waiting for me. You know, and that gives me comfort. Not that uh, he's active in my life, to your point, Harold. It's not that he's not active, but he's waiting on me to say, you know, I'm here. I'm now, that's interesting because it's the opposite end of what we were talking about last week, yeah. which is, you know, are we going to be still and wait? Mm-hmm. And I, I had never considered that, oh, my goodness, he's waiting. Now, Harold, you want to follow up on some of the stuff Jim was saying? Yeah, Jim was was talking about he didn't want to bother God. And I think most of the time my issue is, well, this is not big enough for God. Mm -hmm. And my sweetheart constantly reminds me that nothing is too small to pray about. You know, it's like, sweetheart, I can't find my phone. Well, have you prayed about it? No. (laughs) No. And, uh, you know, she loses something, well, she'll pray, and all of a sudden, you know, here it is. And so, stupid me, I keep bumbling along. But I think she's correct. Nothing is too small to take to God, and nothing is too big for God to handle. Yeah, there's times that I struggle with the concept of, at this point in my life, I shouldn't have to go to God, as if I should know better. Right, you know, I, I should have already learned that lesson. Why am I back here again? And you know, all these things that the enemy knows works for us. You know, he he tries to take us there. He tries to get us into that place where we say, "Okay, I'm going to head off in this direction, kind of on my own, for one reason or another, whether it's intentional or not intentional." He gets us going that way. Well, this clip we've got here from We Were Soldiers. Yes, it's really really helpful for me. Um. We've used it before, and when we used it before, it actually cued me into something that I had not really considered. But, you know, we talk about how to do it wrong. In this case, in my opinion, the colonel does it right. In other words, the man comes to him with all this stuff about what God thinks, and listen to how, how quickly the colonel says, well, let's just go ask him. Now, what you don't know is that, you know, the the young enlisted man here has just had a baby. They're sitting in a chapel. And so when he says, let's go pray, he's grabbing him and taking him up to the altar to pray. So I, I, like I said, I watched that. I saw it. And, you know, for me doing the Jesus labor love it, these ladies, I'm getting them on the phone. It's very common. And they almost always overwhelm me with all the stuff that they or essentially coming to the Jesus labor love to share with us that they need. And I'm overwhelmed because we don't have the resources to meet all that. And God taught me to go Colonel, whatever his name and on him, you know, and just Not go, yeah. yeah. And let's take it to God like right now. And, and that ends up being way more impactful from their own stories of the ladies that we, that I've prayed with many times than, um, the actual resources that may be there to help them to realize that the real resource is, well, let's take that to God, just like the Colonel does right here. Oh, Colonel. At his age, I heard one of my new lieutenants just became a father, came to say congratulations. Thank you, sir. So, uh, I didn't want to disturb you. Oh, no, no, it's fine. It's all right, please. Colonel, may I ask you a question? Sure. What do you think about 
being a soldier and a father. I hope that being good at the one makes me better at the other. Why? What about you? I don't know, sir. Between college and here, Barbara and I spent a year in Africa. We helped build a school for orphans. They were orphans because the warlord across the border didn't like their tribe. I know God has a plan for me. I just hope it's to help protect orphans. Not make any. Well, why don't we ask him? Come on, let's go ask him. Father in heaven, before we go into battle, every soldier among us will approach you each in his own way. Our enemies, too, according to their own understanding, will ask for protection and for victory. And so we bow before your infinite wisdom. We offer our prayers as best we can. I pray you watch over the young men like Jack Gagan that I lead into battle. You use me as your instrument in this awful hell of war to watch over them. Especially if there are men like this one beside me deserving of a future in your blessing and goodwill. Amen. Oh, yes, and one more thing, dear Lord, about our enemies. Ignore their heathen prayers and help us blow those little <laughs> straight to <laughs> I could have cut that out, but you do that. <laughs> yeah, you got to leave it in for context. <laughs> so, Robbie, for that, what what is it about that that makes that the difference maker? Right? You know, he's not putting God back saying, "I'll call you if I need you." Right? Yeah. He's saying, "Okay, I need you to step in here and need guidance, or we need your." Yeah, I don't know what to say. Well, I, I to me, it's like if we're going to have a relationship with God, then why in the world aren't we entering into it in prayer more frequently and collectively? Because it's, it's one thing obviously to pray in my quiet time in the morning, but it's another thing completely for me to put my arm around my brother or my sister, or whoever, and say, well, let's go talk. I mean, it, it, you know, it's like we talk about that, you know, that's a, and my experience with that has been, and you've done that for me numerous times, that I've called you with, you know, the oxes in the ditch. <laughs> well, however that worked out, and, you know, the next thing you know, Sam was like, well, let's pray. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it right now. And, and that's really a, a call to it that is interesting because if you're the Maytag repairman, it's like getting two Maytags at the same time. You're not getting one, you're getting a whole, you know, or maybe you get a whole covey if you get a group coming to you, you know? Yeah. I think for me, I, I've, I can see progress, you know, I'm just not where I want to be or need to be in my walk with God in that relationally. You know, there's certain situations that come up, you know, with my kids mm. that I know that I got to just give that to God. Because as a dad, I may not be in a position to do anything or make an influence right now, but God always has the ability to make an influence. God always is in position, you know, and so some of those, I find that I'm really pretty good at the ones where I realize, you know, I'm kind of at the end of my rope here. There's not much more I can do, you know, and that's happened at different times for my kids. 
you know, they, they've always said small kids, small problems, big kids, big problems. And I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know, and as, you know, my kids get older, I don't know what it means to be the father of a 32-year-old daughter or a, a 21-year-old you know, son. I've never been there before, and they're facing things I've never faced. And so I find myself doing very good on that front. I find myself at times at work doing well. I shared the story with you guys back in 2006 when the company I was with, uh, I had about 60-some-odd employees in my department, and we had to reduce down to, I think it was 20-some, just because the housing economy had dropped. right? And I found that I, I needed, the only way I could get through those meetings was to go to God in prayer before. Say, God, I need you here. I need, I need your words. I need your wisdom. I need to know what to say, what not to say. And, and what I was thinking of when you guys were talking, there were so many times that even in those meetings, he, I, he'd prompt me to pray. And I just asked the person, can we pray? You know, unfortunately, I was with a company. It was a Christian company. I knew that was not a big risk. And surprisingly, the majority of the people said, yeah, please, let's pray. And it was a prayer that was a difference maker Mm -hmm. in that meeting because the outcome wasn't any different. They were still getting laid off. I was still the, 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 the jerk doing it to them, you know. But at the end of the day, God was the difference maker that stepped in. Right? And so I do really well at those things, but then there's all these things that when it's just me, you know, and it's my decision or it's this, and I feel like I, I'm at the other end of the spectrum way too often. And so I need to learn to do it, like you said, Robbie, the analogy of I'm great at picking up the phone and making the call when, when everything's broken when down, right? But, man, I need to be making that call and stay constantly on that phone. And the thing I... Just, I mean, you're right about that clip from Bruce Almighty. I keep thinking about different aspects of it, but when he's saying clap on, clap off, he's talking about the way he originally connected with God. That, you know, the first time was, you know, God even told him clap on, clap off. I kind of like that. And so, you know, his expectation was God's going to respond to the way that that happened before. And I don't know if you're like me, but. He never answers prayer the same way. I mean, it's just not in his wheelhouse to do it the way. I mean, it it that it it worked so well the last time, but this time, you know. And I wonder if that isn't, you know, just part of the of the of the pursuing God. Andy, I'd like for you to share something really quick, if you would. You know, and it's I know we don't have a lot of time left in the show, but this is all symptoms of something quite bigger, right? And you're the first first to point it out I think anymore to the team of you know really what we're dealing with here is what orphan spirit okay so explain what you mean by that so some some of you heard my story uh, my dad we're close but uh, he had to move out of the state when I was 13 key time in a ch- uh, son's life I really needed him there and so I consciously subconsciously I don't know I just kind of was like it's all up to me you know I got to make life work he's not there and, you know, as I got close to God later in life, you know, I'd pray and stuff, but there was still that feeling of it was still up to me. There was still, well, if it's if I've prayed, don't see a solution the next day, then it's time for me to take over. I've got it, God, and made God the ultimate Maytag repairman. So, but an orphan spirit, I think, is a lot what a lot of us deal with that puts us in that position to be that way with God. Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff we've been talking about over the last couple weeks is on the topic, each one on their own has merit, but at the end of the day, part of it is dealing with this orphan spirit. And so really, I'd like to challenge each of us this week to say, God, can you help me see the ways I'm living like an orphan separate from you? 
Can you open my eyes to it? Can you help me repent from that and walk more closely with you? Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register for the upcoming boot camp November 7th through 10th. And I promise you, God's got some amazing stuff there for you. He delivers every time. I can't tell you what it's going to be, but I can tell you to be amazing because it always is. We want to see you there then, so go register now. See you next week.